Hello and welcome to Mind Your Own Quizness. I'm your host, Morgan Burns. With me today are Josh, Sam, and Somerville Ben. Ben, tell us something. All right. Thank you so much, Morgan. Thank you for having me back. Um, my fun fact today, continuing with my theme of music trivia, uh, mm-hmm. in the band ZZ Top, the Texas rock band ZZ Top, they are known for their beards, very, very long beards. Uh, the drummer who does not have a beard is actually named Frank Beard. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> kind of a, a go-to musical fun fact uh, that we drummers like to tell. And another kind of offshoot of that fun fact would be, uh, I think Gillette, allegedly the shaving cream Gillette or razors, they approached ZZ Top and offered them millions and millions of dollars to do an ad campaign where they shaved their beards and they turned it down. So that's good on them for not selling out to Gillette. Oh, nice. Josh, tell us something. Last night I was watching a film about Ingmar Bergman and they went to his grave and he was buried with his wife, who was Ingrid Bergman, but not the Ingrid Bergman. Really? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, just like another woman named Ingrid Bergman. Oh, cool. I love The Seventh yeah. Seal. The Seventh Seal is a great movie. Wild Strawberries is good, too. That one's my favorite. But my favorite deep cut Bergman that I recommend to people now is The Hour of the Wolf. Oh, I've heard is good one that I saw that. sort of recently. It's good for as we approach Halloween. It's like the Ooh, scary one. Nice. One of the, I mean, they're all kind of scary. My roommate and I have a Criterion subscription, the Criterion channel. Yeah, that's the good one. And yeah, yeah, that's probably. Yeah, I was going to ask if yeah. it's on. And we we watch Wild Strawberries, Persona, The Seventh Seal, but we'll watch Hour of the Wolf for sure. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird one. Sam, tell us something. I grabbed a book that was on my shelf here, which is Chris Rodley's Lynch on Lynch. It's just interviews with. David Lynch, and apparently the Isabella Rossellini character in Blue Velvet. Uh, at one point, Helen Mirren was up for that, and she really helped on the script, according Ooh, yeah. to Lynch, but uh, obviously did not appear in the film, but road not taken. That's a great movie, too. Oh, I love wonderful. Blue Velvet. That reminds me, I finally finished season two of Twin Peaks this past weekend. Yeah, what'd you think? Not as good as season one. No, of course not. But it really is part of the whole thing now. I feel like, especially with the return, they kind of like, it's hard to describe without giving away three, but I'm curious to hear what you thought. Emily reads a lot more of the Wikipedia than I do about anything that we're watching. And I said something about Mm -hmm. David Lynch and she said, you know, he barely had anything to do with season two. Really? He Mm -hmm. left or something or he was just doing other stuff? He left after they solved the murder. And if you go back and watch that episode, it's clear to him (laughs) that's the end. Yeah. Just the way he stages that end. And it begins with his character, Gordon Cole, saying goodbye to all the people in the sheriff's station, saying, it's been a pleasure working with you. So, yeah, I mean, he he really thought that the show was, was over once they solved the mystery. And... I think he only came in at the very end to try to blow the mystery up again. Isn't there a season three and four now? Yes. So season three came out 25 years later. There's that fire walk with me movie, right? Which is amazing. Yeah. That's kind of the linchpin of the whole story. (laughs) Every pun intended. Every pun intended, right? Before we get started, Josh, actually, if anybody has anything to promote, now's a good time. Josh, I know you have something going on. Yeah, I I produced a movie recently called How to Deter a Robber. Whoa, really? It's a Christmas thriller slash dark comedy, which stars 
uh, Chris Mulkey from Twin Peaks. Whoa, and that is available amazing. to watch on Apple TV and Amazon and everywhere else where you rent stuff online. And uh, it was released in the summer, <laughs> but it is a Christmas movie. So you should watch it after you're done with your horror movie binging uh, through the fall. And what's the name of the movie again, Joshua? It's called How to Deter a Robber. I'm writing that yeah. down. Yeah. I also have an album coming out on October oh, 5th. Oh, nice. Wow. Really? Yeah, which is something that Morgan didn't know. I did not. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been making music since... I mean, I think like everyone else during the pandemic, I was like, I'm going to get back into music because I have all this time now stuck at home. But I pushed... Yeah, I actually did it. And so I recorded this album. The band is called Hell TV. And the album is called Home on Deranged. Home nice. on Deranged. And I, got I love it. Home on Deranged. Yeah, it's... uh. Definitely like runs the gamut in terms of genre, but I was able to record music with a lot of friends remotely, which was really nice. I mean, it, it would have been different if we could have played in person, but it was sort of cool to like, I don't know, it was kind of like an exquisite corpse kind of thing. One person starts and then the other person adds something and another person adds something and no one really sees the full piece until the end, yeah. including myself. So yeah, that's out October 5th on Spotify and wherever nice. else people listen to music yeah. except for the radio <laughs> cool. no one listens to radio anymore <laughs> you're good nice i'll have to check that out i can promote stuff too oh yeah uh, go for it i have a single coming out so i'm releasing not a full album but just a single but i have some music coming out i have a single called warrior coming out i think it's going to be november 12th november 19th it's going to be mid-november from my guesstimation um my artist name is the bay of pigs because my last name is Cuba. <laughs> Search the Bay of Pigs and you'll see the new single Warrior uh, around mid-November. I think November 12th is what I'm aiming for. And it's going to feature the amazing Maura LeBlanc. So I have a guest vocalist on this track as well. So my band is playing Porch Fest on October 2nd oh, nice. in Somerville. My band Midnight Motion, we're playing Porch Fest. And I'm hosting trivia this Thursday at Aeronaut Brewery. At 8 p.m. I'll be at Aeronaut Brewery in Everett on Thursday, the 30th. Oh, cool. I've never been to their Everett location. Yeah, it just opened. It's very new. Okay. So us Somerville, Summer Villains, whatever you call us, we know Aeronaut Brewery in Somerville, but they just opened up a new location in Everett. So I'll plug that too. Cool. Okay. I don't have anything to plug. <laughs> I didn't realize I was in the presence of such productive luminaries. <laughs> While I have your platform, I'll just tell people that my girlfriend's podcast that she produces, which is called Heavyweight, will launch its sixth season this week. Oh, wow. So that's very that exciting. exciting. I like that podcast. That's like yeah, Heavyweight. One of my Heavyweight. favorites. Heavyweight. Yeah. I really, yeah. I, this past weekend, I was talking to a friend about the episode with Moby. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. the second Moby one. Moby yeah. gave me back my CDs. My, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. To be fair to Moby, that guy seemed like a real prick. <laughs> the other guy you mean the Gregor. other guy the guy who lent his cds to moby yeah. his cd yeah. to moby oh, okay. and never got it back and this has had a chip on his shoulder <laughs> ever since. what's the podcast about it's stories where they go back to a, a moment in somebody's life that uh, is is unresolved and they try to resolve it well I'll definitely check this out this seems awesome yeah check it out well, let's get started the theme for your first question is 11 in honor of episode 11 so question one, the hostilities on the Western Front of World War I ended when an armistice was signed at the literal 11th hour, 11 p.m. on what date in 1918, 
a date which was subsequently commemorated as Armistice Day. If you think that a question is too hard and stumped everybody, you can say stumper, and then if everybody gets it wrong, you get a point, but if anybody gets it right, you lose a point. Question two. In 1994, Ron Daze, created what Nick Jr. TV show based on his touring show about growing up on St. Helena Island in South Carolina? Can you repeat that, please, Morgan? In 1994, Ron Daze created what Nick Jr. TV show based on his touring show about growing up on St. Helena Island in South Carolina. Question three, a variation on the squat thrust that involves an extra stand in between repetitions is named after what physiologist who invented it in 1939? Question four, Kinsey Milhone is a fictional detective who appeared in 25 novels between 1982 and 2017 his final novel had what four-word title that ended with the word yesterday? If the author had lived longer, she probably would have written one more book in the series. Can you repeat that, please, Morgan? Kinsey Milhone is a fictional detective who appeared in 25 novels between 1982 and 2017. His final novel had what four-word title that ended with the word yesterday? If the author had lived longer, she probably would have written one more book in the series. Question five, Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano make popcorn together in what 2016 film with a name inspired by a Victorinox product? All right, let's go over the first quarter. Question one, the hostilities on the Western front of World War I ended when an armistice was signed at the literal 11th hour, 11 p.m. on what date in 1918, a date which was subsequently commemorated as Armistice Day? Josh. Uh, the 11th. I'm going to need you to be more specific. <laughs> oh, they said the date. Oh, like the, the date. date in terms of. Yeah, day of the year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to revise my answer to Stumper. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Sam. I wrote November 11th. 11-11. Ben. I said November 11th as well. 11-11 uh, or Veterans Day. Yeah. 11-11 is correct. Yes. In the U.S., we call it <laughs> Veterans Day. In Europe, they call it Armistice Day. Question two. In 1994, Ron Days created what Nick Jr. TV show based on his touring show about growing up on St. Helena Island in South Carolina? Sam. Uh, Wild Thornberries? Ben. I said Blue's Clues, the only Nick Jr. show I could think of. Josh. I said Gullah Gullah Island. Gullah Gullah Island is correct. Question three. A variation on the squat thrust that involves an extra stand in between repetitions is named after what physiologist who invented it in 1939? Ben. All right, this was a guess. I said burpee. Josh. I wrote Kegel. Sam. <laughs> I wrote Heimlich. Burpee is correct. Oh, it was Burpee. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Question four. Kinsey Milhone is a fictional detective who appeared in 25 novels between 1982 and 2017. His final novel had what four-word title that ended with the word yesterday? If the author had lived longer, she probably would have written one more book in the series. Josh. I wrote Stumper, but I feel like it's... A Janet Ivanovich novel. Okay. 
but that's not worth anything. (laughs) (laughs) Sam. I wrote why is for yesterday. Ben. I wrote the the day before yesterday. Why is for yesterday is correct. Oh, oh, yeah. It's like alphabetical. It's like, okay, yeah. It's the 25th book in the alphabet series. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then she passed away and her family said, as far as we're concerned, the alphabet ends with Y. Oh, (laughs) and who was it? Uh, Sue Grafton. Question five. Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano make popcorn together in what 2016 film with a name inspired by a Victorinox product? Sam. Swiss Army Man. Ben. I said Swiss Army Man. Josh. Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man is correct. So at the end of the first round, Josh has zero points. Sam has three points. Ben has three points. All right. So just to clarify, so when I stumper, if if I'm wrong... I lose all my points. Lose one point. <laughs> okay. So yeah, okay. you got it. Got two questions right and two stumpers that didn't work out. I like out. to keep it at a, at an even zero. Yes. A null. Yeah. Even point. Neutral point. Yes. Question six. On this day, October first, nineteen oh eight, what product was released with a price of eight hundred twenty-five dollars? The low price was due to innovations in manufacturing, which allowed roughly 16.5 million units to be sold before production was discontinued in 1927. Sorry, can you you read that again? On October 1st, 1908, what product was released with a price of $825? The low price due to innovations in manufacturing allowed roughly 16.5 million units to be sold before the product was discontinued in 1927. Question seven. The first a cappella song to top the Billboard Hot 100 was what 1988 Bobby McFerrin song with very positive lyrics? Question eight. What Virginia town with a population of 8,216 shares its name with a computer game developed by Zynga that surpassed 80 million players in 2010? Can you, can you repeat that, please, Morgan? What Virginia town with a population of 8,216 shares its name with a computer game developed by Zynga that surpassed 80 million players in 2010? Question nine. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, Jesus responds to the question, who is my neighbor, with a parable about what ethno-religious group of Jews from north of Judea? Question 10. In 2016, a BBC interviewer congratulated Andy Murray on being the first tennis player to win two gold medals at the Olympics. Murray quickly pointed out that two tennis players had already won four gold medals each. Name either one of those players. One more time, Morgan. In 2016, a BBC interviewer congratulated Andy Murray on being the first tennis player to win two gold medals at the Olympics. Murray quickly pointed out that two tennis players had already won four gold medals each. Name either one of those players. And just either one? Is either one. Correct? Okay. Yes. Can you only guess one? Uh, yes, you get one guess. So let's go over the second quarter. Question six. On October 1st, 1908, what product was released with a price of $825? The low price due to innovations in manufacturing allowed roughly 16.5 million units to be sold before the product was discontinued in 1927. Ben. I put the Model T Ford, 
the car? Josh. I put the Model T, but I didn't write the the car and then Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. I wrote Model T with a hyphen between the model and the T. <laughs> I had no hyphen. Or maybe maybe an maybe an N dash. Uh, I should have asked whether you capitalized T because that's going to determine whether your answers were I did correct. It is I the, did yes. cap. It is the Model T. You I all did. get the point. That's cheap. <laughs> what a deal. <laughs> what a deal. I, I'll, I'd love to pay $800 for my car. You would die in that car. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably die. Car. You would die in that car. Adjusted for inflation, that'd be about $23,000 today. Oh, which okay. is that's fair. That's fair. Still pretty cheap considering how new cars were. What a terrifying time to drive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they didn't have traffic lights. They didn't have traffic lights. Not that people care about traffic lights in Boston, but. No, they don't. I mean, I don't think they had driver's licenses back then. It was just, that was just hey, drive the car. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. If you could afford a Model T, that was that was good enough. You could that drive. That was good enough if you pay the money. Yeah. Yeah. And you could get it in any color that you wanted, provided that you wanted a black car. Question seven. The first acapella song to top the Billboard Hot 100 was what 1988 Bobby McFerrin song with very positive lyrics? Josh. I just wrote Happy. Sam. <laughs> I wrote Stumper. Ben. I wrote Walking on Sunshine. That's the happiest song I know. <laughs> All right. Stumper gets it. It is Oof. Don't oh, Worry, Be Happy. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> You're very close. Oh, is don't is don't worry B in parentheses? It is not. <laughs> Question eight. What Virginia town with a population of 8,216 shares its name with a computer game developed by Zynga that surpassed 80 million players in 2010? Sam. I don't know. Ben. I guessed Minecraft. Maybe that's a town in Virginia. Josh. I guessed Overwatch. Farmville. Never heard of it. Oh, that's the face. That's the Facebook game. It was on oh, Facebook. I've never, Facebook. I, I've never heard yeah, of it. I remember Farmville. That. That's not I a never game. <laughs> Farmville was huge in 2010, according to XKCD. It was so big. It was the second biggest browser-based social networking-centered farm game in the world. <laughs> the second. Question nine. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, Jesus responds to the question, who is my neighbor, with a parable about what ethno-religious group of Jews from north of Judea? Ben. Uh, I could only think of the Samaritans, like the good Samaritan. So I said Samaritans. Josh. I wrote Maccabees. Sam. Samaritans. Samaritans is correct. Question 10. In 2016, a BBC interviewer congratulated Andy Murray on being the first tennis player to win two gold medals at the Olympics. Murray quickly pointed out that two tennis players had already won four gold medals each. Name either one of those players. Josh. I wrote Serena Williams. Sam. Arthur Ashe. Ben. I wrote Roger Federer. Serena and Venus Williams are correct. Oh, well done, Joshua. They had each won, I think, all four, at least three of their medals in doubles. It turns out Murray actually was the first tennis player to win two gold medals in singles. Mm. Okay. Well, I like that he's also up on his tennis trivia. Yeah, as yeah, well, he would he would have gotten court. this right. 
should get yes, him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the half, Josh has two points. Sam has six Woo. points. Ben has five points. Oh, neck and neck. Still right, close. Catching up. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> Come back. Creepy. How many questions are there again? 20, there's 20? 20 questions. We're halfway there. Okay. Halfway, halfway there. there. Living on a prayer. Is that a hint? It might be. Question 11 is... I'm sensing a lyrics question coming up, Morgan. I'm very scared. It, it is. Question 11 is your <laughs> oh, lyrics no. question. Oh. Ben, our, uh, our musician, has had a, a rough couple go of the lyrics questions the last few months. I don't think... How embarrassing. <laughs> I know. I'm not making myself look good. And right. I don't think I've gotten a single one. Question 11. The following are lyrics from what song that reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1985? I was working part-time in a five and dime. My boss was Mr. McGee. He told me several times that he didn't like my kind because I was a bit too leisurely. Seems that I was busy doing something close to nothing, but different than the day before. That's when I saw her. Ooh, I saw her. I can repeat that if anyone would like to hear it again. Well, I would hear it again. The following are lyrics from what song that reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1985? I was working part-time in a five and dime. My boss was Mr. McGee. He told me several times that he didn't like my kind because I was a bit too leisurely. Seems that I was busy doing something close to nothing, but different than the day before. That's when I saw her. Ooh, I saw her. Question 12. In the 1800 presidential election, if Thomas Jefferson had chosen James Madison as his running mate, the 12th Amendment to the Constitution would have rendered them ineligible to win electoral votes from which U.S. state? Question 13. What 11-letter word or phrase can be used to describe the planet Venus, the sun, Lucifer, a medieval weapon, or a popular brand of veggie burgers? Oh, can you run that by me again? What 11-letter word or phrase can be used to describe the planet Venus, the sun, Lucifer, a medieval weapon, or a popular brand of veggie burgers. Question 14. In 1483, Tomas de Torquemada surprisingly became the first head of what fearsome organization known for its ruthless efficiency? Can you read that again? In 1483, Tomas de Torquemada surprisingly became the first head of what fearsome organization known for its ruthless efficiency. Question 15. In Ovid's Metamorphoses, what mythical Cypriot sculptor carved Galatea out of ivory? His name is the title of a 1913 play that was adapted into a 1956 musical with a different name. Can you read that again? In Ovid's Metamorphoses, what mythical Cypriot sculptor carved Galatea out of ivory? His name is the title of a 1913 play that was adapted into a 1956 musical with a different name. Question 11 was the lyrics question. The following are lyrics from what song that reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1985? I was working part-time in a five and dime. My boss was Mr. McGee. He told me several times that he didn't like my kind because I was a bit too leisurely. Seems that I was busy doing something close to nothing, but different than the day before. That's when I saw her. Ooh, I saw her. Sam. Stumper. Ben. I don't know. Drew a big blank. I don't know the song. Okay. Josh. <laughs> I also wrote Stumper. All right. Stumper is correct. That was Raspberry well Beret 
by Prince and the Revolution. Oh, I was just <laughs> listening to Prince this morning. Uh, I was just listening to Prince this morning, but not that song. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a great song, but I, oh man. Question 12. In the 1800 presidential election, if Thomas Jefferson had chosen James Madison as his running mate, the 12th Amendment to the Constitution would have rendered them ineligible to win electoral votes from which U.S. state? Ben. I said Virginia. Josh. I said North Carolina. Sam. I wrote Virginia. Virginia is correct. The 12th Amendment says that either the candidate or the running mate on each state's ballot must be from a state other than that one. And what what was the basis of that? (laughs) I guess there was just a fear of any one state becoming too powerful back then. Mm. Didn't the vice president have more authority back then or something? I don't know. Did they? I don't really know what power the vice president has ever had. Yeah, fair enough. But I think it was like determined by the second amount of votes. Scott was the VP. It wasn't like they chose a running mate, right? Oh, yeah, I should check if this question might be technically incorrect if the amendment was ratified after 1800. Oh, yeah, the new rules took effect in the 1804 presidential election. Oops. Well, it's a hypothetical. Yeah, no, I, I'll leave it in, even though it's, it's technically incorrect. If you're listening to this and you notice any errors in the episode, please email me at myoquizness at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at myoquizness and I will give you a shout out in the next episode. Uh, It doesn't count if there are errors that Ben has already caught. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Question 13. What 11-letter word or phrase can be used to denote the planet Venus, the sun, Lucifer, a medieval weapon, or a popular brand of veggie burgers? Josh. I wrote Stumper. Sam. Morning Star. Ben. I wrote battering ram, which is 12 letters. So <laughs> I don't think morning. Venus or the sun are referred to that way, but well done, Sam. <laughs> morning star is correct. I was not familiar with the veggie burger. Oh, yeah. That's the one morning I did know, but I wrote morning, morning star light. farms. Uh, yeah. morning, I wrote morning, morning star light, farms. and I was like, oh, that's too many letters. <laughs> morning, Yeah, morning star is like that company that makes meat from plants, right? Well, there's a few of those yeah. now, but yeah. Well, now they're making what's meat the, from What's fungus. the weapon? It's a mace with spikes coming out of it. Question 14. In 1483, Tomas de Torquemada surprisingly became the first head of what fearsome organization known for its ruthless efficiency? Sam. All right. I don't know. I, I guessed I wrote down Spanish Navy. Ben. I put the Spanish Inquisition. Josh. I wrote Spanish Armada. Seems like nobody expected this except Ben. It is the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> I do expect. I thought you were making a pun, like Torquemada, oh. like a kind of sly. I thought you were giving us a hint. Well, I was. It's the uh, there are three chief <laughs> oh, like weapons. Were, of course. Oh, I see. Yes, there are three chief weapons: were surprise, fear, and ruthless efficiency, as well as their undying loyalty uh. to the Pope. Four four prime weapons. Question 15. In Ovid's Metamorphoses, what mythical Cypriot sculptor carved Galatea out of ivory? His name is the title of a 1913 play that was adapted into a 1956 musical with a different title. Ben. I put Pygmalion. Josh. Pygmalion. Sam. 
Pygmalion. Pygmalion is correct. Musical was, of course, My Fair Lady. The end of the third quarter, Josh has three points. Sam has 10 points. Ben has eight points. Still anyone's game. I will say, normally I'm drinking a beer during this. (laughs) Today I decided against it, thinking it would help. Uh. And it's not (laughs) helping me. (laughs) Question 16. Joe Bucket has been faking a disability for what seems to be several decades at the beginning of what 1964 novel that was adapted into films in 1971 and 2005? What was the first year was that? 1971. Question 17. In 1095, Pope Urban II held the Council of Piacenza and the Council of Clermont. The result was that several European kingdoms spent the years 1096 through 1099 engaging in the first of what series of events? The third one was led by Richard the Lionheart. The last one appeared in the title of the top grossing film of 1989. Could you say that again? In 1095, Pope Urban II held the Council of Piacenza and the Council of Clermont. The result was that several European kingdoms spent the years 1096 through 1099 engaging in the first of what series of events? The third one was led by Richard the Lionheart. The last one appeared in the title of the top grossing film of 1989. I just want to note for the record, you have a single question that goes from 1095 to 1989. Yep. Wow. You're jumping a millennia there. There's a lot happening in this question. Question 18. Abbreviated H3PO4. What sour chemical became a popular additive in sodas in the late 19th century? I'll accept either the name of the full chemical or just the polyatomic ion that lent the sodas their name. Can you repeat that, the first part? Like, sure. Abbreviated H3PO4, what sour chemical became a popular additive in sodas in the late 19th century? Question 19. Sue replaced Clyde as the hero's arch enemy in the 1982 sequel to what 1980 arcade game? Can you repeat that? Sue replaced Clyde as the hero's arch enemy in the 1982 sequel to what 1980 arcade game? Question 20. What company headquartered in Forks Township, Pennsylvania, derives its name from the French words for chalk and oily? Can you, can you repeat that, please? What company headquartered in Forks Township, Pennsylvania, derives its name from the French words for chalk and oily? Let's go over the answers for the final quarter. Question 16. Joe Bucket has been faking a disability for what seems to be several decades at the beginning of what 1964 novel that was adapted into films in 1971 and 2005? Josh. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Sam. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Ben. Oh, I should have seen the bucket. But I wrote Coming Home. <laughs> that, well done. Well done. Of yeah, course. That is yeah. Grandpa Joe. Yeah, yeah. The worst person ever. <laughs> is, is he the worst person? Yeah. There's, there's a subreddit devoted to hating him. What is he faking? He hasn't gotten out of bed in decades. And then as soon as there's free chocolate involved, suddenly he's able to get up and dance. That's yeah, right. But isn't he in bed with three other people? He is, yes. So maybe he's a little busy, all right? 
This question was brought to you by today's sponsor, Fair Trade Chocolate. Do you love the taste of chocolate but hate supporting an industry that enslaves people? Try eating Fair Trade Chocolate. Look for the Fair Trade logo on brands like Taza, Chocolove, Endangered Species, and many others. Question 17. In 1095, Pope Urban II held the Council of Piacenza and the Council of Clermont. The result was that several European kingdoms spent the years 1096 through 1099 engaging in the first of what series of events? The third one was led by Richard the Lionheart. The last one appeared in the title of the top grossing film of 1989. Sam. Chariots of Fire. Ben. Uh, the Crusades, like Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. So the Crusades. Yeah. Josh. I wrote the Crusades, but wait, are you asking for the historical event or are you asking for the name of the movie? Uh, just the series of events. Okay, yeah, yeah Crusades. The Crusades. Ooh. That was the top grossing movie? It was. Question 18. Abbreviated H3PO4. What sour chemical became a popular additive in sodas in the late 19th century? I'll accept either the name of the full chemical or just the polyatomic ion that lent the sodas their name. Ben. I said hydrogen peroxide. Josh. I wrote baking soda. Sam. Uh, I wrote radium. <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs> I don't think that's a polyatomic. That, ex that, that explains my uh, radi radiation poison. <laughs> mm. uh, so it's phosphate. Mm. Oh, it's phosphate. Oh, yes. So technically, the chemi the actual chemical is phosphoric acid, but the uh, the sodas uh, were called phosphates. Question nineteen: Sue replaced Clyde as the hero's arch enemy in the nineteen eighty two sequel to what nineteen eighty arcade game? Josh, I wrote Ms. Pac Man. Sam, okay. Because of the way the question was phrased, I thought you were asking for the original, and I wrote Pac Man. But Miss Pac-Man, sure. Ben. I, I wrote Pac-Man. Pac-Man is correct. I'll give you all the points. Okay. Cool. This... <laughs> Ask the question again. <laughs> Sue replaced Clyde as the hero's arch enemy in the 1982 sequel to what 1980 arcade uh, game? Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, okay. Uh, you still get the point. It's close enough. I don't think you should get the point. I'm giving it to him. It's... <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm I'm gonna appeal this. I don't think I'm encroaching on your yeah. your <laughs> spot, Sam. So whatever. Question twenty: What company headquartered in Forks Township, Pennsylvania, derives its name from the French words for chalk and oily? Sam. Um, Acme, the company that makes all the gags in the Looney Tunes. Ben. I wrote Crayola. Josh. I wrote Crayola. Crayola is correct. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. total yeah. guess. Okay. They make a chalk-like product out of oil or wax. Sounds gross and not tasty. <laughs> they taste <Yeah>. delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Although I heard that this probably isn't the case anymore, but decades ago, my friend's parents went to college in a town that had a Crayola factory, and you could tell what color they were making each day by looking at the river. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is that. This that's predates the EPA, good. so yeah. Hopefully, that's, that's good. That's no longer the case. <laughs> so the final scores: Josh has seven points, Sam has Woo! twelve points, 
Ben has 11 points. Ah, ah. Well done, Sam. Ben oh. has been unseated. Good game. Good game. Good game. I'm going to drink next time for sure. Yeah, that's what we <laughs> learned. Mind Your Own Quizness is produced by me, Morgan Burns. Our theme music is Nothing Changes by Ian Clark, distributed by ClipDad.com.